Welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins Michael. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. Today, we have a great show. It is with two of the stars of my favorite show, Dancing with the Stars. And I'm not alone, as it is the number one TV show in America. But before I bring them on, I want to bring on my number one, my star producer, Lori Houston. Hi, Lori. <laughs> Hi, Jane. <laughs> so my legs are back to normal after my win at the marathon. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually told someone I won and not just our audience on last week's show and they believed it or they were just too embarrassed to tell me that I do live in a fantasy world. <laughs> but um, speaking of fantasies, on my bucket list is to compete on Dancing with the Stars. Um, And that would be in the fantasy section of that list. Um, But on Monday's show, one of the stars dropped out due to pneumonia and like an understudy waiting for her big break on Broadway. This could be mine. Although (laughs) she might be back, so I'm not sure. (laughs) I think I hear giggling in the background. Um, But I do have the home field advantage because today, as I just mentioned on this very show, we have two dancing with the stars, stars. And that is Zena. Zena. Stazel, hopefully yeah. I pronounced that right, a two-time Emmy award-winning celebrity makeup artist and head of makeup for the show. Her makeup roster includes Kim Kardashian, Layla Ali, and too many more to mention as that would take up this entire show. She is also <laughs> renowned in the industry for her creation of the Z Palette, which is a customizable makeup palette that is loved by all makeup lovers, myself included. We also have on the show Emma Slater who began her career in theater, performing on Broadway and in world tours, before settling in L.A. as a competing pro dancer for the show. And you only have to see Emma and how she looks in a black spandex bodysuit a la Olivia (laughs) Newton-John in Greece to realize that your personal treadmill walking program doesn't really work. And you should instead try the samba. Emma is giggling in the background. Um, perhaps she will recommend me to the producers when I tell her that I took one samba lesson in preparation last Saturday. So now oh, I am really? ready. How, I am ready. How did that go? <laughs> <laughs> well, first let us let me introduce you. Welcome to the show, ladies Emma and Zena. So nice Hi. to have you with us. Thank you. Thank but you, you know, ladies, I, I just want to give a little background um, information on Dancing with the Stars before we start our interview and and. I love the show, as I said. Everyone knows that they cannot disturb me from 8 to 10 on Monday nights during the Dancing with the Stars season. They cannot. There is no, I take the phones off the hook. I turn off everything. There is no way. And when people call, there's hell to be paid. You know, they just, they cannot, they cannot. Um, uh, And, you know, years ago, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you'll agree, uh, people thought of ballroom dance as something that was done at a resort, you know, like in Miami Beach, where they gave cha-cha lessons on the shuffleboard court to seniors, right? But in 2005, with the debut of the American version of this show, this British show, uh, where a celebrity was paired with a professional dancer, ABC changed all that and made ballroom dancing way too cool for school. And to watch pros like you dance, Emma, it makes you wish that you took um, samba lessons <laughs> instead of piano lessons when you were a child. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> and I don't play the piano. And I was terrible at my samba lessons, so nothing, nothing worked. I should have started, should have started then. Um, it's but I mean, we, we had Cloris Leachman, who was 80 years old, and she was um, uh, fabulous on the show. Oh, I do. I, re- I remember her. But you've had professional and Olympic athletes, supermodels, actors, singers, reality TV shows, Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. uh, etc. Journalists, entrepreneurs, magicians, politicians, heroes, astronauts. I don't believe <laughs> you have had an iHeart oh, Talk radio host yet, though. No, so, you could be no. the first. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, ladies, let me start with you. Zena, I have to tell you, when I watched the transformation from what the stars look like in the tape 
what do you call them, packages, um, which uh-huh. shows them rehearsing before the show. And then what they actually look like on the show after you and your team has done their makeup. It is astounding. You know, all of them look absolutely gorgeous, uh, no matter what they really look like. Not, not you, Emma, you're just beautiful. So no, no, no worries wow. there. You could probably come on without makeup and still she be is. stunning. Oh, you're yeah. great. Thank you. <laughs> So, I mean, this is so exciting that you can really transform all the stars so amazingly. But before we get into that, uh, let's talk about you ladies personally a little bit. Zena, how did you get involved in makeup to begin with? Well, it's actually kind of funny. I actually used to do accounting on movies and I did that for about four years, and but that kind of led me to being, you know, I, I started in, like, film sets, and I got to kind of see that. I've always loved makeup, but being on the sets, I kind of got to see, like, I could really do this um, as a career, and just being able to see that kind of inspired me to want to go to school, so I took some classes, and basically, I did that on the weekend, so I could still kind of keep my day job, and then once... Um, my last accounting job was over. I just decided, you know, I'm going to save money. I'm going to do this. This is going to be like my goal. I want to do makeup, you know, on the film sets and TV and stuff. So that's kind of, um, I ended up making that transition and then just slowly, you know, working for no pay, working for $50 a day, kind of started meeting people. And that's kind of how I ended up on Dancing with the Stars is I met one of the artists on a very like low budget project. And they ended up calling her for um, the department head position for the very first season. And she brought me on. This was non-union. It was like six days or nine days total. And um, and that's kind of where it started. And ever since then, I've been on the show since the very first season. And the rest but is history. So Indeed. Yeah, the rest is history. And now it's this big, amazing show. And I've just, it's, it's like, it's like my baby to... To have actually been like the only makeup artist there since the very first season. So you've met them all. So, you've met all the you've met all the yeah. stars who and you've transformed them. How how wonderful! Now Emma, to you, you were born in Tamworth, England. Um, when when did you start dancing? I, I assume to get to your level, you have to start when you're very young. I started dancing when I was actually quite late. Um, I was ten years old. I wanted to maybe. Now that I look back on it, I would have loved to start a little bit sooner. Um, but I had no patience. All I wanted to do was run around and, and like, kind of spread my energy. And so when I was 10 and I could actually focus a little bit, I started ballroom and lashing dancing. And um, I actually started with my sister. We went to social lessons. It started being one class a week, then two classes a week. And then for me, it just escalated. I wanted to compete. Um, and I loved it so much that it was really just all I wanted to do in my life. So I knew that I was was going to try to become a dancer, uh, but I didn't know it would take me to the, to see the kind of places that I've seen. I feel so grateful. I, I never thought that I would be um, on the biggest show in America, and um, I'm really happy that it, it turned out that way. But to be honest, I'm glad that I'm dancing because I don't know what else I would have been. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I thought I would be a pianist, <laughs> but it didn't work out like that. So as I said, I, I think I chose the wrong career completely. Uh, now let's talk in general about the show and then we'll get into more specifics. What are your, Zena, what are your favorite, um, moments? Some of your favorite moments. I'm, I'm sure there over the years, there are tons and tons, but do you have a couple that you can really sort of zero in on that have been your favorite? Yeah, well, um, I mean, actually, just from this season, I really, you know, I've been working with Cindy a lot, so I really enjoyed the the um, dirty dancing um, kind of replica dance that her and Derek did. I thought that was, like, a great moment. Um, and, you know, uh, last season I worked uh, closely with Rumor Willis, and I had a lot of fun, like, making her up for a Disney episode. So that kind of stands out in my mind as, like, one of the fun moments of the show. Um she won, right? Yeah, she ended she up won winning, the Mirabal yeah. Trophy. Actually, yeah. They're, yeah, and I actually really liked their finale dance, too, because I remember, you know, Val saying something like, you know, for the finale and they had, like, a freestyle, it's always, like, a lot of pressure to kind of come up with something so great and so, you know, 
big and over the top, but that he just wanted to just him and her dance to like I think it was a tango or something and just keep it. Yeah, like, it was like an Argentine tango. Yeah, and it was just cool because he didn't go over the top. He just brought it to what <clears throat> he knew would look like bring the best out in her and them two as a couple. And it was awesome. Like it was so beautiful and sexy and they won. Yeah. Yeah. And that kept flashing to Bruce Willis, her father. And if looks could kill. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We got to win this. Right. Um, So uh, Emma, what, what are some of your favorite recollections? Um, I have so many, I think, Doing the team dances for me are always my favorite points in the show. Uh, when it gets to week six or week seven, um, what happens is the remaining couples, we do a team dance, which you, you might have seen. We did a Halloween week one this week, uh, which was fabulous. We all got to be skeletons, and we had this amazing, um, these amazing costumes and amazing makeup. It was great to get um, done up in that way. But I really like working as part of a team. Um, this season, my partner uh, was Hayes Greer, He's a internet star, a very young, he's 15 years old. He's actually the youngest male that we've had. So this time being part of a team for him was just so cool because he was involved in this experience and learning from other people. He got to kind of be, I guess, I guess in a way, the star of that team dance. And it meant so much to him uh, that it really made that enjoyable for me. Halloween week is just the best week on the show. Everybody goes so crazy with the creatives. And we had a, a Mrs. Frankenstein. Um, we had the woman yeah. in black. I was a werewolf slayer. Um, and in the makeup, <laughs> they have this um, airbrush machine, right, Dina? They, they, they airbrush this amazing, like, pearlescent um, makeup mm-hmm. on your face. Yeah. And it makes, it's, it gives you this really gorgeous, like, glow it, it, and I love um, doing that kind of thing I want to walk around with that I want one of those oh, <laughs> I think if Emma wasn't a dancer she'd be a makeup artist if, I tell you I know I heard you love makeup Emma <laughs> oh, so. I love that. But, you know, Zena, when you have a star, I mean, they're not always, and when you see them in the packages and you see, you know, some of them have blemishes and, you know, what, mm-hmm. how do you, I mean, you look and I have to, no, no, Bindi's young, Bindi Irwin, she's young, but when mm-hmm. she had the mask on this week and then they took it, she, her skin was so amazing and I'm not sure that they all have such amazing skin when you get them, but when you see them live for the live broadcast, they all have beautiful skin. What What is that secret? <laughs> let, let me know. I'm going to put it on as we speak. <laughs> I know it. Well, you know, we definitely use our techniques to, you know, conceal um, and highlight and contour and kind of, you know, intensify the features and, and do that. But it's really like the lighting helps a lot, you know, certain lighting, because even on our show, certain lighting can show it and certain lighting like is really helpful in, in hiding any imperfections. Um, so it, you know, you can do the best makeup, but if the lighting isn't right, then it doesn't really help. So you really need those two to kind of work hand in hand um, together. I always said that for Christmas, I'm going to give all my friends a candle. And if they light it, I can finally go out in the daylight because <laughs> we all look so much better yeah. in candlelight, as as you know. Now, Emma, um, yeah. some of the stars really have never have never danced before. I mean, some of them have some dance background, but a lot of them don't, and certainly not in ballroom, even if they're uh, some of the, you have a Backstreet Boys on, right? Um, yeah. Or in, yeah. I get them confused with sync, but, you know, they, they have dance, but not this kind of dancing. And, you know, I get confused in a Zumba class. Uh, where, where do you begin with them if they've never danced? I mean, you don't have that much time to turn them into really professional dancers. Yeah. Well, no, not at all. Um, I think really you need to start by counting the music and seeing if, if your celebrity has any kind of rhythmic talent and, and can really count the music because that's the guideline to keep you on time. And if they can hear music and count music, which is often the way with musicians and, you know, a lot of people can, uh, then then you're halfway there. If they can't, which has been the case with a couple of my partners, um, I, I love him to pieces, but I had a NASCAR driver called Michael Wartrip. Um, the nicest guy was still so close. <laughs> but he'll tell you himself, he, he can't count music. And it made it really difficult because you have to then choreograph to, to the words. 
sometimes because he can hear when the words are coming. So then that way he will do a certain move on the words because he can't hear what count we're on. Um, it is really quite difficult. Yeah, and some of their professions don't call for ballroom dancing, so they have to be in yeah. shape, but it's not, it's it's different, right? I mean, it's you not... It's different kinds of muscles. Um, I know, particularly with the ballroom dancers, which is where the dancers are in frame, that the man holds the woman in his arms the whole time. Um, that looks super easy, but it's actually really difficult to keep your arms up for that long, and it requires, like, the strength of different muscles, you know, you're constantly being turned and twisted and you're going from foot to foot. The people get bruised and battered. and it, it sounds like it would be like a right walk in the park, but it's actually quite, like, strenuous. It, it looks very strenuous. And then when you, I saw Bindi's feet on one of the packages, oh, yeah. I said, oh, my goodness. I mean, her toes are blisters. Oh, and, yeah. And at the yeah. end, they seem to be just like, oh, my goodness, let's just finish this. This is like almost almost torture. So, And, and then, Zena, you probably have to deal with the black and blues and the bruises. I mean, how do you co- oh, I guess, yeah. cover those with, well, with makeup? Well, we do have um, part of our team. We have two body makeup artists. Um, Nadej is our head butt. Our head body makeup artist, and she is the master at being able to conceal all the bruises and any imperfections. You know, we we spray tan every Sunday. We call them spray tan Sundays, so everybody you know that comes can get like um, a tan to help, and that's you know important in the ballroom world as far as grooming goes because that really helps you know hide a lot of imperfections. And then on the day of, we do another coat, and then at the same time, we're covering, we're going in with, like, a kind of camouflage makeup and concealing any um, bruising or any cuts or anything like that, you know, so that they just look flawless under the stage lighting, and you you never know, like, you never know what, you know, they've been through for that past week. <laughs> right, no, definitely, and that's due to your, your brilliant work. So I was going to ask you about the spray tanning. Either that or you, you rehearse in Hawaii. I, was, I wasn't quite sure, but right. so it's a spray. Do you do, do you do the face, too, when you spray tan, or just the body? Yeah, yeah, the they do the bo- face, yeah. like, usually, like, a light, a very light spray on the face. Um, you know, sometimes, it's it's really kind of up to the dance. I mean, we try, we can usually do that with makeup, so, you know, if they do it, I think they might get a light spray. But um, we'll use the foundation. We'll, we usually use, you know, a few shades uh, darker than their actual skin tone so that, you know, the head, everything matches, everything's one. So there's no, like, bobbleheads kind of thing going on. So so we definitely, you know, make sure everything matches so the whole body is the same color. And then we, you know, we highlight, we contour. And um, so you kind of still create, like, dimension which is really important when you're, you know, on stage and still, again, dealing with stage lighting. And, and if you just, you need to really up the makeup so that it, it complements the hair and complements the wardrobe because when they have all that and, you know, you kind of just look like you're on the street, it just doesn't, like, all match. It doesn't look refined. So, yeah, we'll tell, tell you know, we use all those techniques, yeah. Is, so. Is... Really different, I would yeah. think. It's that if you wear that on the street, you look very heavily made up, I would think. But television, you you, you have to. That's why I don't like to do television. Yeah. <laughs> Radio is perfect. <laughs> right, it's yeah. just perfect for me. Someone said you were a perfect face for radio. I don't know if that's a um, insult, but I'll take it. I'll I'll take it as a compliment. Um, but I think that there must be some disasters too, right? They get like lipstick on their teeth, or they smear lipstick yeah. all over. Their face or I mean how did when do you have time to fix those during the breaks during the commercial breaks well it is a live show so things like that do happen the hair might get into the lipstick which is why you know we we tend to avoid anything too glossy um you know we keep our colors like matte so that that won't happen if the hair is down um but you know you can't always help it um so if the hair does get into it, it might like leave a streak so you know What's really nice is if your partner, if that happens to a female or, you know, their partner might see it and literally on camera just wipe it off, which, you know, helps us. But if that can't happen, then we, as soon as they're done getting their scores, if there's a commercial break and there'll be a makeup artist right there to to clean them up and make sure they're perfect for the rest of the show. 
Right. I'm sure there's a whole cadre of people that we don't see and when the commercials. They probably come out oh, at yeah. four, right? There are tons and tons. And then, and then. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, there's two or three artists on one person just to take the sweat off just before, you know, they're about to get scores. Or, you know, we're really trying to touch them up like every commercial break. And every makeup artist kind of has their talent that they're, you know, that they've done the makeup for, they're assigned to. So we split it up. So everybody needs to basically, you know, be in charge of their people and make sure that everybody's looking good. Yeah. Now, I hate to put you on the spot, Zena, by asking you who your favorite celebrity was to work on, but who is your favorite celebrity <laughs> to work on? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, I have a few. I, um, I'm definitely loving working with Bindi this season. I mean, she's just like a ray of sunshine and just everything that I do, she makes me feel like I'm the best makeup artist in the world. So I just, you, can't, are, you know, you can't help. <laughs> well, you can't help but love that. But every time like she looks at something, she's just like, Oh my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, can I just take you with me everywhere? Um, so that, she's yeah, so that's great. I know. I was great. wondering, could this yeah. be real? But apparently it is because she's just the, the sweetest. So that, that, she that is comes across. Just, yeah. That is her. Yeah, that is her. But, um, but like I had a great time with Rumor Willis last season. We got to do a lot of fun looks and I felt like she even helped push me creatively. So that was a lot of fun. I, I uh, did Zendaya when she was on the show and we got to do a lot of fun, different looks. Um, so those are kind of my standout. Yeah. Yeah, Emma, I don't want to put you on the spot by asking you who your favorite partner was. Uh, I wouldn't do that to you, of course, but who is your favorite partner? <laughs> that being said. <laughs> you know, it's always best to say the last one. So I'm going to say the last one. Um, hey, Korea. Um, I, I we we adapted quite a really unique relationship because he's so young, and I, I don't feel that I don't feel that old, but he really did make me feel old. So I kind of <laughs> well, he's fifteen, to, uh, so anybody would mom. make anybody feel old. He'd make a twenty-year-old oh. feel old. <laughs> well, I sort of embodied the mom in that relationship, so I would really look after him, and and it was an absolute pleasure for me. So we really became very tight and close. Um, and at the same time, I've never really got the opportunity to work with someone that has got quite that much energy and quite that much zest. So it was, it, it really brightened my day. Now, how are your partners picked when you hear about the celebrities? The stars. Do you get to pick um, them, or are they are you paired with them? No, we're we're paired with them, um, and that's not our choice either. Uh, basically, we have a, a really great casting director um, named Dina Katz, and she'll she'll um, be uh, fanning through America trying to find um, a, a great cast for us for our season. And then um, usually the audience will know at the same time as we will, so we don't know who we're partnered with. Um, until possibly even just a few days before the GMA announcement. So it's very last minute for us. Um, we we normally get quite a variety. You know, I've had anywhere from, I've had a 76-year-old actor to a comedian to a NASCAR driver. Uh, and then this time I had an internet star. Um, it's, a really, it's a really great sort of array of, of celebrities that you get. Um, but we don't actually get any say in the pick of them. Hello, producers. Are you listening to the show? <laughs> we we actually had Tim McGraw on as a guest not too long ago, and oh. I got this very heartfelt letter from one of our listeners. How they she loved the show, and it was so wonderful and heartfelt. You know, she went on and on and on. And then there was a P.S. at the end. By the way, can you get one of my tapes to Tim to see if he'll listen to it? So. There, there was a method to that madness of flattery, although I, I did fall for it, I must say. So um, now walk me through a little bit of, of, of the show. Um, Zena, how do you, um, how long does it take for you to get the, the makeup together? I mean, are they in the makeup chair for two hours before, an hour? Did they, do they have to do the makeup for the rehearsal packages? How does that work? Mm -hmm. Um, all the packages we're not around for, so that's um, that's them. They do that themselves. But we're we're there basically for the live show, and we'll get information um, on the looks. You know, a few days, like probably around Thursday or Friday, and um, and then the show is on. We take pictures of. We get to finally see like the wardrobe Sunday, 
and that way we can kind of prepare looks for Monday. And then on Monday, we, you know, we have about an hour and a half for makeup and body makeup, and then hair has about an hour. So it takes like total, you know, two and a half hours for the women, but it's not, they don't sit there for that full time because they come in early, we get them started, but then they get pulled for camera blocking, you know, Mm -hmm. they come back to us and then, um, you know, or they might go to hair. So you don't have that full time, you know, at once. And then there's a dress rehearsal. So, you know, we try to do as much of getting the look complete for the dress rehearsal so that we can see everything and how it looks on camera. And then we know that once dress rehearsal is over, we can figure out um, what any changes need to be made um, and then do that just in time for the live show. So, um, it's a that's lot. kind it's of the, that's wow. kind of the process of the it's day. It's a busy yeah. week for you when it went season, I would, I would think. I'm tired just listening to, <laughs> to your schedule. Now, Emma, yeah. I'd be exhausted listening to yours. What, what, how many hours do you practice each day with the celebrity? Um, well, at the start of the season, you were limited to six hours, um, because, uh, we, we need the amount we need to keep the amount of producers uh, on us at the whole time. So if there's 13 couples rehearsing 10 hours a day, there's not enough producers to really cover that. Um, so six hours a day at the very start, and then it, about halfway through it turns into unlimited amounts, you know, whatever it is that you and your celebrity feel necessary. And I, I would say a 10-hour day is probably around normal. Um, on top of that, you, you have wardrobe meetings and you have creative consults where you have to figure out what it is that you want to use in your number. You know, you might want to have a table or you might want to have a, a big scene and some lights, and then you need to talk through that with your celebrity and with the producers, and that all takes a lot of time. Um, and then the wardrobe on top of that, is you have to create your own um, costume and and set design, etc. So it really does take a long time. Um, towards the end of the season, you start to do two dances as well a week. And because you're learning twice as much, you've got to make sure that your celebrity is aware of, of the steps and can can do it proficiently. So that takes up more rehearsal. Um, but then obviously, if you've got a, a celebrity that can't commit that much time, you have to cram that amount of knowledge in a shorter space of time. Wow, you did say limited to six hours a day at first. I'm thinking six hours a month is about my <laughs> my limit. Uh, no, it actually flies by really quickly. That's a you lot. Surprised how quick six hours is. And then also, you, you have sure to you still want to do the show? Know, well, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I do, I do, please. I definitely do. I know there was a dropout, so please keep me in mind. Um, but, but then um, you still have to dance sometimes That that without your celebrity partner. You do the dances when you come back from the commercials or you do dances. Um, exactly. So do you have to learn those on top of, I mean, you, you have to, that's a busy day for you. Yeah, I'm actually driving to a rehearsal right now. Um, we have, we'll have rehearsals, like professional rehearsals, that go on all the time for um, opening numbers. And we have a choreographer, she's fantastic, Mandy Moore. She'll put together an opening number for us and the professional dancers will turn up um, and we'll learn it. It'll take maybe mm, two to three hours and um, and then that number will be will be learned and we'll camera block it on the Sunday before the show. And then those little snippets of dancing that you see where we dance in and out of commercial breaks, they're called bumpers. Um, so we'll do maybe two or three of them um, per show as well. Wow. Well, ladies, while I have some coffee, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we're going to take a quick commercial break while I wipe the sweat off my brow so I can continue mm-hmm. with my with my dance routine here. Um, and then we'll be back talking with stars of my favorite show, Dancing with the Stars. Everyone, you're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. Stay with us. We'll be back. As listeners of our iHeartRadio talk show know, Jane Wilkins Michael is one of the foremost experts on all things health, beauty, and fitness. Jane has just released her highly anticipated new book, Long Live You, a step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before. In it, she shares a collection of advice, tips, and personal antidotes, along with lifestyle suggestions from some of the world's top beauty, health, and fitness experts, many of whom have been interviewed 
on this show. Are you hoping to make positive health decisions, improve your emotional well-being, establish a support system, give something back to your community and the world? Jane's new book will help you look years younger and also live a longer, healthier, happier, and more beautiful life. You can order Long Live You, your step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before at your local bookstore or at Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com, where it's available for delivery or as an ebook. Or go to Jane's website, janewilkinsmichael.com. Now, back to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins Michael's show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune into Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Jane Wilkins Michael and better than before. Welcome back, everyone. We are on the air live. You are listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm here with Lori, as always. And now I'd like to welcome back my guest, Zina Stezel, who is the head makeup artist, the Emmy Award-winning makeup artist on Dancing with the Stars. Emma, who was here a few minutes ago, had to leave for rehearsal. I will be meeting her, of course, uh, shortly after the show. <laughs> but Zina, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, I, I think that every day that women, let's talk a little bit about the, the makeup basics apart from television makeup for a second. And I think as, as women, as you know, we're so inundated with all kinds of makeup from internet. You know, you walk into a store and you have these little ninja makeup artists kind of attack you and, and you feel so guilty because they've done your makeup at a department store. You buy the entire right. line. <laughs> So, right. um, can you break it down a little bit for us? How do you, um, where do we begin to find the right makeup for, for our particular face and skin tone and eye color? Right. Well, I mean, it is, you do just need to kind of try products because obviously, you know, the one product isn't going to work for everybody. So I always just say you've got to kind of try it, play with it. I mean, um, you know, with the Sephora and beauty supply stores, you know, everything's right there that you can, you know, test ahead of time, um, you know, before buying something. Um, You know, uh, that's kind of what I recommend. I mean, um, you know, you don't, not everybody needs foundation, you know, you, the, the more importantly, I think, are like your brows, the mascara, and uh, a lipstick are like the three essentials that really can just like brighten up your face without having to do a lot, you know, or maybe a, a tinted moisturizer if you have a little bit of unevenness in your skin tone. Yeah, because so I keep think it, you know, real light. Sometimes and it doesn't have to feel overwhelming. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a lot of primers and there's after primers, before primers, sprays, and you say, well, you know, that's so much yeah. product on on your face. And But the other thing is, I think people sometimes, and I'm sure you've seen it when you're walking down the street, you know, their jawline is a different color than their face and they're, they're, it's not the right um, foundation shade. How would you say, right. since the internet, you can't really tell. And if you go to a store, you know, you sort of, the lighting isn't always so great. You know, the phosphorescent lighting is not conducive to how you will really look either in daylight or, or candlelight, as it were. Um, how do you find what, do you just try on a few shades? Is there a um, basic rules about choosing a foundation if you do need it? I mean, I always like to just match it to my neck, you know, because the neck color might be a little different. But you always, that, that's going to avoid that jawline, you know, because you want to, when you do your foundation, you want it all to blend down to your neck. So I feel like if it matches there, then you can put it on your face and it'll all blend into one. And if you're at like a counter or something, like just if you can step outside, I like to do, I always like to do my personally my own makeup in daylight. I always, I don't have it in the bathroom. If I have a window, I like to set up next to a window if possible um, to really like see how it truly looks. You can, I feel like you need that natural light. Right. And then when you go into the evening, do you just put on a little bit more of your day of just intensify what you've done with the day? Like yeah, smoky yeah. eye? So you, 
Exactly. So you could go a little bit of a darker shade. Um, you could put some eyeliner inside your eye, like in the waterline. That's a great way to really um, take your look from day to night. Um, eyeliner inside the eye and around the eye. Um, yeah, and a little darker uh, eyeshadow. Um, and even like a darker lip. I mean, you don't have to do the dark eye with the dark lip. You could even make the focus the lip and keep your eye clean. And that still could be like a beautiful nighttime look too. You know, you just, you, that's the cool thing is you can play with all sorts of looks, you know. Now, how about false eyelashes? Do you recommend those or is that too much? I, no, I love, um, you know what are great are individuals. If you can, and um, sometimes they're actually easier to apply. Even I personally on myself have a hard time getting strip on, but I can manage individuals. They look a lot more natural and they still, you know, uh, pop the eye by just applying a few, like maybe short and mediums. You can uh, mix them together and uh, just apply a few, like from the middle to the outer edge of the eye. And, uh, and that, is a big difference right there, but it still looks natural. Right. Your eyes make a difference. I remember years ago, I had just had a, a baby and I was rushing to go out. We had a dinner that my husband said, you know, we must go to. So we, we went to, and all the way to the dinner, he's saying, you look straight, you know, something's not quite right with how you look. And I'm thinking, well, you know, can you pinpoint it? And he goes, I don't know. It's just, you don't look right, right. Anyway, long story short, I finally looked in the mirror and I realized that I had only made up one eye. So you, you think he might have said right. something, but then I realized, right. wow, I mean, there was such a difference in the, I look like a Picasso print, you know, um, but there is a big difference. Eyes really do oh, yeah. a difference, especially I'm, I have blonde hair and, you know, I have my eyelashes sort of fade into the, the scenery. So, you know, I, it, it does bring out your, your eyes and, um, and the brows you mentioned also. Now, I think a lot of uh, women have a tendency to do too much tweezing or waxing or, or um, mm-hmm. threading. And then they just have those little arches that don't have very much brow in it. Uh, what do you recommend for the brows to let them grow um, a little little more? Yeah, I mean, I personally have to fill in my brows every single day because they just, you know, I think through age and stuff have become a little sparse. So I always like to, um, and and the brows are so important to frame the face, and they make such a difference if you don't have your brow on. So when you know, when you actually do fill it in, it's super. They're super important. So um, you know you could do it with a pencil. There's so many good pencils that are very fine that just look like you just you know looks like a little hair that you've added, and just fills in, and it can still look very natural. And sometimes I'll do a pencil and then just fill it on top with a little powder. It helps set the pencil. You know, there are products like, um, there are like Anastasia Dip Brows right now that um, are really great at once you put it on, you don't have to worry about it moving. You know, so there's a lot of cool products for brows, but they're very important. So, yeah, I would, if you can, let them grow. Definitely, because uh, I feel like the sparks that they are, you know, it does, kind of age you a bit yeah that's that's very true now how about exfoliating do you um recommend that the stars exfoliate before um they they come to you for makeup does that make their skin a little less bumpy definitely (laughs) yeah i mean we definitely have them exfoliate their bodies so if they can do the face too you know you only want to do that like maybe once or twice a week um but Actually, on our show, exfoliating bodies is really important with all the spray tanning going on um, because the color just starts to build, and then when it starts to break down, it doesn't look good. So it's really important to exfoliate. Um, and I think, you know, if it helps for the body, it's going to help for the face. I mean, the, the truth is that we see them for the live show, and we don't really see them until the week after. So we're not working with them you know, Monday through Friday to really have the time to create a regimen for them. So it's really like up to them on how they, you know, take care of their skin. Um, But we do, you know, have products 
that we recommend, like Mario Badescu has a great skincare line on Dermalogica. You know, they have a great primer that we use. A lot of us use, a lot of artists use on the show to help, you know, uh, keep the makeup to stay. Um, so those are some great lines that we recommend and we work with. For, um, for the, uh, for the, uh, do do most of them uh, bring their own makeup, or do they? Do you supply? I mean, do you have your? Now I know you have the Z palette. I mean, this is basically a lead into your Z palette. What what is that? So the Z palette is an empty magnetic makeup palette. There's no dividers, so you can fit any shape, size, brand in the Z palette. So, for example, if you went to a counter and they gave you a compact to put their makeup in it usually only fits their makeup and every brand has a different size you know so that they can kind of differentiate amongst themselves so we created the z palette which is basically universal now you can have a bobby brown with a mac with the makeup forever color you know below mercy all in one palette drugstore department store everything fits in there and it's great because um, you can have your whole face touch up in one palette. You could have an eyeshadow with a blush, with a bronzer, with a powder. You can even put a lipstick and concealer in there, and that's all you need to carry with you. So it really helps to, like, downsize your makeup. It helps to save time in the morning. Like, every morning I just take my Z palette out with my favorites, and that's, you know, my morning routine, my makeup is all right there. It really helps save time. You know, I have a little just under two-year-old in the morning. So it really helps to just get my makeup done, get that done so I feel good. And then I can tend to, you know, him and whatever we're doing for the day. Um, so it's a big time saver. And especially on a show like Dancing with the Stars, all the artists use them to, to put the makeup in. So once you kind of decide on the look and the makeup you're using, you can put that in a Z-Pout, take it to set. And now you have everything you need. Instead of carrying all these compacts and things in your makeup kit, you know, you have to be fast when you're on set. You only have limited time to touch up. So things like that can really help speed speed up the time. Now can we look for the Xena line to fill the makeup palette in the near future? Yes, there will, there will be something. <laughs> is this, yep. is this an exclusive? <laughs> Yep. I want that. So I put me down. Aside first the dancing to replace the, the, the star. And then second, I want the makeup palette. I want the Xena makeup palette with the Xena makeup in it. So, yep. um, you know, I got an interesting question um, from one of my um, listeners the other day. Um, yeah. And she said that she had gotten them. And it's very uh, prevalent you know people get the botox shots the fillers and sometimes they hit a little bit of a blood vessel and you get black and blues which could last forever now i know you you mm-hmm. mentioned the, the black and blues for the the show the the contestants but um, for you know the the street the, the street everyday streetwear black and yeah. blues how do you cover those if indeed you have them because it looks like you know people punch you but in, you know it's it's restylane it's not a fist right <laughs> so right um, really, you just need some products that have a little bit more pigment. So there are, um, you know, I would recommend concealers for that. If, if it's like a, you know, sort of black and blue, you want to go with something a little bit on the orange side because that's going to kind of counteract that blue color. Um, some brands that we use on the show are like a Laura Mercier Camouflage Concealer, um, uh, Thermal Blend Cover Effect. They make products that have a lot of pigments in them, so they conceal a lot better um, when you have. Now, should you go lighter? Should you go lighter or keep it the match of your skin tone? Um, I would only go lighter in the certain areas that you want to highlight, like under your eye. But if it's like, you know, just in other parts, like around your cheek or on your forehead or something I would match the skin tone so really you just want to think of like the t-zone as like your highlight area that's where you would want to keep things light because that's what you want to usually the highlight is to bring that forward and the concealer is to um, you know uh, shade and uh, so it doesn't come out I'm just, I can't think of the word right now that I'm trying to say. Um, well, it doesn't matter. It's so obvious, you know, when you, yeah. that you're covering something. 
Now, also, Zena, what do you think of the um, contouring? Because a lot of times you see people who try to contour and they look like two um, Nestle Crunch Bars have just <laughs> passed through their face <laughs> on either side. I mean, it's not the blending. Do you think that the average person, I'm talking about, you know, our average um, listener who, who just mm-hmm. loves makeup and wants to look better, but it's not obviously for, for television or, or movies, um, what do you think of the concealers? Uh, not, I'm sorry, not concealers. The, um, the contouring. Yeah, the, the contouring powders. And, and. Yeah, I mean, they, it's definitely a big thing right now. It's everywhere. Um, and anybody can do it. It's just about blending and finding the right shade. A lot of people tend to go very ashy or too much beige in those colors. And I like to kind of gravitate to something a little bit more warm that kind of... Um, has a little like orange in it, um, a little warmer of a brown or color, but you just want to go like a couple shades darker than your skin tone. So, and then it's really just when you apply it, you know, around your forehead or under your temples, under your jawline, you know, the nose, the most important thing is you have to blend or else it's just going to look streaky and people are going to see it. And so as you go like, you know, a way to kind of do that for every day. You can use a powder instead of a cream. You know, use a bronzer as a contour, um, a matte bronzer. I would avoid anything that's like shimmers in it. Just a nice soft matte bronzer. You could contour with that. And um, But it's really just you have to blend, 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 blend. But that's the key to makeup, period, is the blending. Now, as you so, get older, Zena, you have the skin, obviously, you know, your skin gets drier um, and it, it tends to show the, the, the foundation or the powders. I mean, they kind of get into whatever little lines or crevices or furrows <laughs> or anything right, that one yeah. has. Um, now, how do you, do you moisturize before the foundation? Do you use a foundation or, or do you put a moisturizer like in the foundation, you know, you put it on your hand and mix it with the foundation or, uh, cause a lot of, some of the foundations are oil free, which I think, I don't know if they add, you know, to the problem or it's better or, so what do you recommend foundation wise as you get older for the drier skin? Yeah, I, for, if your skin is dry, then I would definitely use products that are a little bit more emollient that, you know, moisturize. You definitely want to moisturize. You need that base to um, apply the makeup on so that it blends kind of like melts into the skin. So moisturizing is important. Um, Yeah, using products that are are a little bit more emollient, like a concealer, um, like a more creamy concealer as opposed to, like there's some that can be very drying. So you just want to go towards like a creamy concealer. Um especially like around the eye area so that it's it's difficult to, you know, for makeup not to get into lines around that area. So, you know, you don't have just apply it where you see any darkness or redness. It doesn't, just because you have concealer doesn't mean it needs to be completely under the eye. You could put them like just where it's red, like which usually is just kind of under the inner corner and on the outer corner. But you don't need it like everywhere. Right. So, and how about the foundation? What What do you recommend uh, for foundations? What's your favorite brand, or do you have several? Until you come out with your own, of course. Yeah, I like. Um, I'm trying a few new things. Like, I really like Armani. Um, I just discovered Marc Jacobs, which is a really nice uh, creamy foundation. I think that one would probably be great for uh, you know more mature skins or uh, drier skin tone skins. Um, the Naked, Urban Decay, uh, Naked is great. Uh, we have, we use uh, Josie Marin, which is like all organic, really nice tinted moisturizer. So we, we use, uh, you know, it really depends on who we're working on too. Like sometimes I really love Armani, but it might not like, I've noticed that that's not necessarily the best for me to use on Bindi, but Mark Jacobs looks really great on Bindi and covered imperfections and things like that. So that's where it comes in. Like you just have to try. Yeah, try a few. One, I didn't know he made yeah, foundation, one, Mark Jacobs. 
Yeah, he just came out with the line um, recently. And uh, they're really nice. Now, would you recommend using a foundation brush when you put on the foundation or with your fingers? What's the best way to put on a foundation? Well, I love the beauty blender, which has, like, been revolutionary in the makeup world. Um, I have that. I I just got that. They're like little sponges, right? Yep, and you just dampen them. You wet them a little bit. You um, squeeze out any excess water, and I just feel like it changed my makeup application you put the foundation on you use your beauty blender to blend it in and it just like melts into the skin it just leaves like a flawless look with no edges you know no streaks and with the shape of it and the material it just melts right in it's really like it so you put it on with the foundation you put the foundation on with it Mm -hmm. or you blend it when you put it on I usually squirt a little foundation on my hand and then take it or on like a palette and take the beauty blender, dip it into there and then uh, basically stipple it or bounce it onto the skin. And then you don't want to drag it. You want to like, yeah, bounce it kind of until it's all blended. So you wet it before. Yeah. You have to wet it. It needs to be damp. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. I just, I got that. Or else it doesn't, yeah. Try same yeah, if you try to use a dry. <laughs> that's, that's so. That's in, in, incredible. Because, you know, I'm always amazed about the questions that I get. I also write a beauty column and all these questions. And I'm thinking, you know, with all the information out there that people should, should know, you know, I've got questions of how do you put on mascara, et cetera. But I can understand because sometimes it is so confusing that people just cannot process one thing more. And they have everything coming at them in so many different um Right? I mean, just on all different forms of the media and then magazines and internet and television that they get so confused, as I said earlier, that they don't know where to turn. So they just rather just kind of not wear makeup. <laughs> so it's like, it. yeah. Um, so I think it's important to, to know that you can pare it down to the basics. Now, every woman in her makeup bag should have what? The lipstick, the mascara? What should we have just to kind of pare it down to basics? You had mentioned it a little bit earlier. Yeah, brow color, a brow pencil or powder, mascara, um, lipstick, and if you need concealer, um, not everybody needs that, but, you know, like the concealer is great. And if you're going to do eyeshadows, like a few eyeshadows, you only need like a couple colors, like a warm brown, a dark brown, a bone color, and a black, and you could... You could work with that, and you put uh, and you and you put the um, um, the, the eye uh, in the crease, the darker color in your eye, that smoky eye look. Yeah, so I like a. I like to um, when I do a eye makeup, you know, I'll use like a foundation or a concealer to kind of create an even base, so you don't see any like uh, veins or anything, you know, under the skin on your lid. So that kind of evens everything out. And then uh, a warm brown in the crease is you put the warm brown in the crease and that kind of starts to define the eye. And you can put the brow bone like on the lid and under the eye. And then when you want to go and intensify, you can use that darker brown like just in the edge um, of the brow bone, not the brow bone, the crease. Right smoke it a little bit under the eye as well and you can use the black as a liner too like a black powder you can just uh, apply it on your uh, lid you know closest to the lashes and that will be your liner and you can wet it and that even intensifies the black color it's actually a lot more easier to apply too if you're not really great at like uh, you know liquid liners or gel liners are really nice those are easier to apply um so you would you wet the, the, the pencil you wet the eyebrow wet the uh, powder. The... okay so wet you wet the, um black powder yeah oh the powder but would you wet the pencil too to make it easier no that that's because some of them are i've had that one the automatic one and they break like as soon as you open the thing it just breaks and there's no way to get it out and then you don't have a sharp point you have that flat thing like <laughs> there's no way you can get it on your eye so those could be a little bit yeah. annoying so 
And then you can never find the sharpener when you're looking for it, right? So, um, so I mean, it's it's it it really it's back to basics. I mean, you should have good skin. Obviously, that's the good start. Do you follow any particular uh, diet personally? To because you're 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 with all the the dancing, all the the pros, all the people who dance all the time. Do you sneak in a little dance every once in a while, or is that not allowed? <laughs> you don't have time for that. Yeah. Yeah, no time for that, but um I would uh I would love to I love to dance. I've always liked to dance and I would love to take lessons and do all that. There's definitely no time for that on the show or any place for that, but like it's something I would love to do, yeah. Um, Maybe off off season. You could probably have a pro or do want to teach you, right? I would I would think yeah. you could get some great great dance lessons in there. <laughs> So, yes. Zena, in our in our final few minutes, uh, again, thank you so much for being with us. I know you're in in full uh, rehearsal schedule, which is um, there's not that many shows left, right? How many? Like three, I think. Yeah, we've Some... got three. Yeah, next week, and then there's our finale week. Um, so three more shows. The season usually goes by pretty quick because we're just doing Mondays. But um, but yeah, definitely. They've got some big things planned, so it's going to be good. Which gives me just enough time to step in and take over <laughs> just for that, yep. that those last two shows, <laughs> right? It's like I was telling Lori last week, the person years ago who won the marathon, she actually took the subway to the finish line. Then they, they got kind of smart that you can't do that anymore. <laughs> they have cameras and police or whatever knowing. They're watching every move. So I can just kind of step oh in gosh. the last show and maybe win that Mirabal trophy. That's what I'm going to do. But you won yeah. Emmys, which is even, you know, even more impressive. Right? You, won, you won two Emmys, oh, Zena. That's pretty, that's pretty cool, right? I think. Well, it really does. Yeah, me and the team, and it really does take a village. I mean, I have a, I always like to say I have the best team in Hollywood because we just, we, uh, we've been doing the show for many seasons now, and, um, and we work really well together, and it's like great teamwork. They get, you know, like when I, I don't know if you, well, I'm sure you saw this last episode with Tamar and she came back from the hospital. They literally had two minutes to get her ready before she had to go on stage. And we have pictures of about three or four makeup people and like three hair getting her ready to get her done in like two minutes time to get her onto stage. You know what? I think I hate I hesitate to admit this, but I've been talking about the whole show, the person who dropped out because of pneumonia. And I must have I don't know how I missed the ending. I think I must have fallen asleep and I didn't know she came back on. So maybe all of my wishes yeah. will never come true. That's not because she's back. Is she back now? So that I don't have a, a, no. a chance. Well, uh, no, I think the last I heard is she's going to be out for the rest of the season. Oh, all right. Well, I feel I feel bad for her, but. Oh well, yeah, I'm, I'm, just in case, I'm available. Just so you know, I just want to, okay. and I, I will come in, and maybe I'll just come have my makeup done, even though I don't dance. I'll just come in, but because I'm sure the energy before the live show must be absolutely incredible. I would think the we hear the music and everyone's adrenaline oh, yeah, is flowing. We, have, how cool is that? They have dance parties with the the uh, audience, so we have like an audience warmer, and so before the show starts, everybody's off their seats on the dance floor. Oh, wow. dancing like the electric slide or whatever they're doing out there they're like it looks like a, a flash mob in a way right out they, there. Get, they get the audience involved yeah, just, now mm-hmm. tell us where we can find your z palette zpalette.com find us there and then we um are also available sephora ulta you can find our retailers on the website there too and we actually also um for anyone located in the L.A. area, there uh, we opened a kiosk in the Fashion Square in Sherman Oaks, right across from Sephora. We sell them there as well. And we also um, depot makeup. So to use the Z-Palette, a lot of people will um, take the product from their packaging, and that way you can fit everything into a Z-Palette, and we basically do that service for you. If you come oh, bring nice. your makeup, you drop it off, you go shop, you go eat, and we'll have it all organized and uh, and ready all to go. Put together the 
Yes, but you're in, so you're in California. You. You're in L.A. and I'm here in New York City. So we'll have to make some. When you come to New York, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. Oh, I, yeah. I am totally, totally there. And if we want to follow you, do you have a website that you talk about what you're doing? Yep. Um, well, zpalette.com. That's the website for zpalette. I have an Instagram. It's my name at Zena Stasel. S-H-T-E-Y-S-E-L. And uh, you can also follow us at zpalette on Instagram and see what we're doing there. And to see your work also, you tune into Dancing with the Stars on ABC, which in New York City is yep. Channel 7, every Monday night and um, from 8 to 10. I guess, it, what time is it on in L.A.? Is it three hours earlier? Yeah, it's usually live in New York around 5 our time. Okay. And then, so um, and then it takes at 8 when it airs. Uh, yeah, when it airs. When it airs, it's, yeah, so it's, it's, well, thank you again, Zina, so much for being with us. Everyone, is that, that's our show. And thank you, Lori, as always. And thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins. Thank Michael. you. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before. Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.